beer. And in all fairness, it's not even what most of us would call real beer because it's Michelob Ultra. But <laughs> hey, it's got the word Ultra in it. it has exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, that makes me so happy now. You know what? Actually, when I was doing my vision board and I was clicking out, uh, you know, cutting out words, yeah. there was a an ad for Michelob Ultra, and I uh, I cut out the Ultra part. Yeah, well, that's feel about as ultra as I'm feeling right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you've been running, you've been, you've been running, you've been able to Mm -hmm. get back on this, this weekend, right? Yeah. And I think my body's kind of adjusted to my new schedule. Like the first like two weeks, I was like, I don't know, my body like went into reject mode. It was like tired and bloated and yeah. It hurt and all kinds of crap. I'm like, what the hell is going on with my body? And it seems to sort of adjusted and, you know, I'm on a regular eating, sleeping, pooping schedule. So life is good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, FYI, I already hit record. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Welcome to my world. Uh, that was perfect yeah so that's as ultra as i'm feeling as the michelob ultra that i am drinking while we're recording episode 24 i think that's fine yeah but it's okay so yes i've been getting some runs in i ran about seven today and i think i ran five something yesterday excellent you know so no major miles but i'm getting you know building my base back up It'll get there. Life's crazy. I'll take what I can get when I get it. Yeah. Feast on scraps. Feast on scraps. So do you have, like, since you've now lived there for a few more weeks, do you have a better sense of places where you can run? Mm, Yeah. I still, uh, you know, I have a couple of loops that I can run. Where I ran today was, um, I mean, it was very as big of a city as Elko is, it's, it's still city, you know, so running across intersections and stuff like that. I, I'm not real super comfortable on any of the trails, although I did go hiking last weekend up in, um, the Ruby mountains up in Lamoille Canyon is what Ooh. it's called. So yeah. I did, and it's gorgeous. So it, the road up there gets closed in the winter time. So I won't be able to access it as soon as it starts snowing real bad, but really nice trails we I hiked up um about two miles up and two miles back but hiked up to this little hidden lake and um so yeah come next spring and summer there's going to be some good options for for real mountain running um but otherwise it's in town for now and that's that's okay because I you know I'm just I'm more about trying to just get the miles in on my feet and be somewhere safe mm-hmm. um so yeah so I mean I've got a couple loops and I still have the treadmill so I you know as much as everybody curses the treadmills it's it's nice to have when there's not other options you know so I hear you yeah yeah you treadmill quite a bit don't you I, I do yeah. I do and especially if I'm getting up like at 3 three thirty in the morning Mm-hmm. That that treadmill is a godsend at that time. Yeah, because I don't want to go out and run it. Like I had one day this last week, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and my alarm goes off at three. And so waking up at two and I'm like, I, there was a time in my long ago life where that's when I would have gone to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm laying there in bed at two o'clock going, just try to go back to sleep. So I tried uh-huh. to, and I couldn't, and my mind was racing, I'm like, oh, just to hell with it. I got up and I threw my running clothes on and I went, the little fitness centers open 24 hours. So I went down and I got on the treadmill at two o'clock in the morning. And Oh my God. <laughs> the, guy, the guy at the front desk was asleep behind the desk. He was like, sound asleep. You never knew I was down there. It was kind of funny, but yeah. Yeah, and I thought, oh, man, I'm going to be wasted later at work. But I got done. I got back to my room at, like, just after 3, which is when my alarm would have gone off. As a matter of fact, I just got off the treadmill and my alarm went off. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. And 
came up, got showered, took off, went and got on the bus, had a great day at work. I had tons of energy. I felt good. My mood was good. My energy was good. And I was like, gosh, if I could get my ass out of bed every day at two o'clock, this would be, this would be okay. But of course, then the next day rolls around and I'm up until eight o'clock and I'm exhausted and there's, I'm, I'm crawling out of bed at three. So if I wake up, I'm going to go run. If I don't, I'm going to sleep. And that's just how it goes. And I have three days that I can go run whenever I want. Sometimes I would do that. Like, I think I get my stuff ready if I'm going to get up, but I don't set my alarm. And I tell myself, okay, if I happen to wake up really early, at least my stuff is ready. Yeah. And I can just, I can just go. Yeah. yeah. And if my body is awake and it wants to go, it'll, it'll wake me up. But if not, I'm just going to sleep. Yeah. Got to listen to the body. Yeah. Some, sometimes you have to tell it to shut up, but yeah, but you sometimes it gives you, it gives you some misinformation sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so speaking of misinformation in the body, Melissa, you want to talk about your, I want to, I want to know what's, what the hell is going on with your body? Oh, you were, God. I thought like you were yeah. going like, to we're going to send you off to get bionic legs put on. That would be great. <laughs> that that would be great. Well, I'm currently fighting off six injuries, but three of them are fle- yeah, three of them are flesh wounds. So, I'm pretty sure they're going to resolve themselves. Yeah, flesh mm. wounds are cool. Don't worry about that. We can do, we can deal with flesh okay. wounds. Okay, so what are the other three? Uh, well, you know, the continued IT band thing it's like it's holding up it is holding up but I'm still just I have this nervousness about it um I do have to stop sometimes during my run and just pop my hip and that seems to help but I always just kind of have this nervousness but so far it's been holding uh wait how do you wait hold up wait how do you pop your hip I was kind of like Kick Push it leg, out. Yeah, kick my leg up into the side, and then there's this massive pop, and then I'm like, "Oh, everything feels better." <laughs> I keep running. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so mm. that's that's okay. Um, and then I don't, when was it? Like a week? It was a little over a week ago. I was just running along, and I was getting these. You know, I was having a really great run, and I was getting these illusions of grandeur, like. Heck yeah, Hubbley 100. <laughs> I'm going to crush it. Look at me. And then, like, I don't know. I just stepped on my left foot, and it just felt like there was an alien oh. inside my Achilles tendon that was trying to burn its way out. And I was six, oh. mile, I was six miles from home. Um, and it was a very slow six hobbling miles back home. Um but I took two days off and it was mostly fine. Mostly fine. I'm still, it's did, still. Did well, you treat did it I, or anything? Cause I know you said, I remember reading yeah. your tweet and you were like, oh my God, I think I ruptured my Achilles. It and felt bad. Yeah. That was probably a little dramatic, um, but <laughs> it wasn't ruptured. I don't know. So um, I, then I like, I came home and I texted my physical therapist who lives, you know, way up in the mountains. It's like an hour to get to her house. It's like crazy. And she's out of, she was out of town last week, this, this past whole week. So I was like, uh, but then randomly, you know, I used to go get Rossiter treatment that my Rossiter emailed me and she was just like, Oh, how's everything going? Just wanted to check in. Um, and I had bought, like you can buy a four pack of sessions and I had, done that a few months ago and I used three of them so I still had one session left so I just went on Friday that was like two days ago as we're recording and had her stand on me and so she's like oh she found this spot on my hamstring that was like a total mess and she was saying that was why my ankle was hurting I'm like okay whatever hmm so kind of still dealing with that and that's about it like I have some pain in my adductors right now but I think that's just because I finished a big mileage week for me um so none of this has actually stopped you from running though the um the pain in my Achilles I did take two days off 
but well that's okay you're you yeah. I mean you're, there's no rules yeah. so you have to run every day right I right. mean I didn't I didn't know like is this gonna be a six-week thing like what's going on but two days off seemed to take care of it um, mostly it's still a little bit tender but I have managed to run so good that's yeah. kind of yeah that's kind of it my flesh wounds are blisters they'll heal blisters feet foot blisters yes but I'm not assuming. as bad as the ones that rob got and oh my god <laughs> that was just nasty they were nasty but i was so glad i saw the pictures yeah that's <laughs> like that's not going to be posted publicly it looked no. like look like he got in a shark attack i think oh my god that was yeah that was ugly i'm scared about getting blisters and javelina i am too yeah like, do you have uh, do you have spots where you usually blister on your feet? You know, I would get them like on my um, like the toe that was next to the little pinky toe, the little baby toe. Yeah, I would get them like right there. Your ring toe. Yeah, is that what it is? I don't know, but it's a ring it finger. Is now. So it's a <laughs> ring <Okay>. toe. <laughs> and then I would also get it like on my like the side of my big toe. Hmm. Uh, and that would be normally where I would get I would get the blisters, mm. but I didn't I I haven't been getting blisters um, uh, for a long time now. Like I get like little like hot spots, but they wouldn't manifest. Yeah. But I think I have a good um, routine and repertoire of uh, care for my oh, feet. Oh, so what's your blister care? Yeah, I want to yeah. hear about this. So here's the thing, and I, I'm really scared about promoting it because they, I think ugh, people might just go out and buy it, and I may not have any more. So, <laughs> so we can just, we can cut this out of the episode, but you can just tell us. <laughs> don't okay. Be sel- don't be selfish now, Christina. Okay. So here's the thing. I I heard this thing where um, so I would start. Um, moisturizing my feet really well and I started using this moisturizer this foot moisturizer from Avon Mm. and it would make my feet so soft (laughs) like seriously so soft and I got into this habit of always moisturizing my feet like after I shower or even before I go to bed like day and night so my feet are always really well moisturized and so I use that. That's the first thing. And then when I run, I put a little bit of the run goo. Oh, and I then use I that wear, too. Yeah, I put that and then the Injinji socks. Mm, yeah, I've heard lots of good things about those socks. They, th- those were life changers for me. Because really? there was, a, yeah, there was a couple years I would constantly get blisters, constantly get blisters. And I couldn't figure it out. And I tried everything and a friend of mine uh, uh, had told me about the socks. And then one day I was like in the running store. I'm like, oh, those are the socks. I'm like, you know what? On a whim, I'm just going to buy them. But when I started using them, I didn't have the moisturizing routine yet. And Mm -hmm. I would still get hot spots. And I would get a little... um, like uh, uh, like a little blister here and there. So I thought, oh, it's probably just, you know, I don't know. I just, I can't figure it out. Maybe it's the shoes. I don't know. But then when I started moisturizing, I started, you know, it was that whole thing that, that prevented them. And how I really knew, well, I knew this for a while, but like a few weeks ago, or actually a couple of weeks ago, when I did my back-to-back, I wore in Gingy for my first long run. And it was like a hundred degrees out and no blister. It was, it was fine. My feet were perfect. So the next morning I wanted to use these different Njinji ones, but they were a little bit thicker. And, um, I thought it was going to be just as hot and I really didn't want to wear really thick, thick socks because my feet were just going to be really hot. So I wore these other different socks that were not Njinji and I got like two blisters Hmm. Oh no. So I yeah. And then when I was in Chicago last week, I did the same thing. I had the same routine. I, you know, always moisturize my feet, 
used the Rangu and I had my Njinji, no blisters. And the thing is, it was road running that would always give me blisters. Like I would always get blisters when I ran on the road. Trail running, I would, I would rarely, rarely ever get a blister, like ever. And it was the strangest thing. Like mm-hmm. I remember one time I did, um, I think it was just, did I do the 50K? I think it was, I know it was a really long mileage in the, on the trail. And then the week after, no, I think it was Sean O'Brien. I can't remember which, I know I think I did a race. <laughs> and, and I didn't, I didn't get a blister. And then like two weeks later, I did like 16 miles and I got like three blisters. So, and that was road. So road running was always giving me a problem with the blisters, but trail running was not the case. So that's my routine. That's my, that's my, that's my repertoire right there. The Avon moisturizer, day and night, the Rangu and the Ninjinji socks. I've never heard of Rangu. It's like a thicker kind of pace it's like diaper cream it's like desitin or something is it i had only heard of it because i did um across the years and they gave us samples of that in the in the race pickup packet pickup thing that was the first and so you know what do i do oh i'm gonna run for 24 hours i guess i'll try a new product on my feet Yeah. I, I remember you saying that actually. Yeah, but I had no blisters, so I used the Rungu too. And I like I rarely yeah. I net for years, like ten years, I've never had any blisters. So I got two blisters like a couple days ago. But I think it was because it was like thirty four degrees when I started running. It was cold. Thirty four? So yes. It's winter has arrived in Colorado. Well, sort of. It's like it's, it's like fall. it's thirty four degrees or like forty degrees in the morning, but then it gets up into the seventies in the afternoon. So this was yeah. like a, a longer run for me that was going to span <laughs> two climate zones. So <laughs> like I think it was just because it was really cold at the start of the run, and then you know it got up into the seventies. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like blisters might be a factor at Havelina hundred. So I made myself run, like, run on the sore open blisters today and yesterday just to know that I could do that. And they actually didn't get any worse. That's good. And so, and no, like, when you say blisters, because, like, I, so the, I, I, my toes don't usually ever blister. I've had, before I started running in ultras, I used to get black toenails. But since I've been running in ultras, I don't lose my toenails anymore. Um, but I like when we ran bear chase, I got blisters on my, on my heel, like on the side of my heel and the back. And then I got, um, like kind of in between the pad of my big toe and my second toe is where I got blisters. And yeah. And they weren't like those big snarly ones like Rob had, like they weren't big blood type blisters they were big water blisters Uh, but i think everybody's different i mean it just i think it depends where your shoes rub and how you stride and how you run and i you know what socks you wear and whether it's hot or it's i mean i think that's so many different because i see pictures of people with blisters on their feet and i'm like oh i never get blisters there yeah and then different stuff always happens during a race (laughs) sure (laughs) Just sure. A random you things. trip on a rock or whatever. <laughs> Get blisters in a place where you never have before. <laughs> I remember seeing this photo of this person's foot, and he has a huge, like, open blister like on the ball of their foot. Yeah, and that's it looked where, like that's where my last yeah, that's where my last ones were, and I've never mm. gotten blisters oh. there before. <laughs> not funny. They're not funny. Well, it's funny that they're all different. I mean, blisters yeah. are not funny. No, they're not. They don't make me laugh. <laughs> uh, hoping, <laughs> hoping the Rungu and Jinji's work at Havelina. I, 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 yeah, I hope so too. Because I or think with the guitars out the window. Yeah, I think <laughs> that the heat on that course is going to make blisters. Oh, but yeah. it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. So maybe it's a dry heat. Yeah. Maybe so. Will you? Ch- Will you change socks during the course of the race? Yes. 
So what's your, yeah, like you have a planned spot for where you're going to change socks. And will you re-goo your toes and your feet when you stop? Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. I don't know when. Um, I'm planning everything like halfway. Sure. You know, because I'm pretty sure I can finish the first half. <laughs> it's the second half that <laughs> well if you can finish the first half you can finish 100k because once you finish the first half you have to at least run back to the start finish so really yeah. you can at least finish 60 miles I think so I mean, you can, finish you 60 finish you it. can do you can finish 100 yeah, I mean if you've gone 60 you might as well just keep yeah <laughs> What's another 40? What's miles? another 40 miles amongst friends? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to change my shoes or and socks. I did yeah. not change them at across the years. No. I did not regoo. I did not change shoes or socks. Um but it was very different terrain and different weather. So Right. Right. You know, when we were talking last time about like how it gets really cold and I've heard people, you know, say that it doesn't get very cold, but I think it is really important for us. And I, I know we we're going to talk about Havelina at some point, but, uh, you know, to really do plan for everything. Yeah. You know, that he is going to, we, we already know that he's going to be there. It's just going to be a matter of the question of how hot is it going to be? There's really probably not much difference between a 90 and 95, but 95 and 115 is probably going to be vastly different. And cold, I mean, I don't know how cold it's going to be. It could be like 60. I know. I keep or checking the weather 40. in Phoenix, yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't say that it's getting that cold at night. It's no. like in the 70s. But then I was thinking, well, this race isn't actually in phoenix where the weather thing is that i'm checking you know it's like in the it's true mountain range because i i heard i think it was the race director like on a podcast or blog or something he was the one who was saying it gets down into the 40s at night and then it gets really cold so people are like hot and sweaty and then the sun goes down and you're like instantly freezing well a friend of mine he had when he had ran it uh last year and this is who I was I was talking to about, and I asked him, I said, you know, how cold does it get? And he said that he had planned for the cold. He had changed his shirt, and he had put on a long sleeve shirt um, when it got uh, dark. Like, you know, I don't know what time it was. It could have been, like, midnight. And he said he ended up taking it, taking it off because he didn't need it. Uh-huh. But when you're all, you know, sweaty and the temperature does dip, it, you can get those chills especially yeah. if you're wet yeah i and think it'd be smart to at least get something dry on once the sun goes down yeah that's what rob said he yeah. said you're gonna want to change your clothes just completely change um, yeah definitely and take like a i have one of those um shells it's like this super thin kind of wind or rain jacket thing it keeps you pretty warm but it's very thin and it it gets very small you can put it in your pack so i'll probably have that with me but I think also like how depending on how fast or slow you're moving is gonna impact how cold you are just because if you're like when you're running you're gonna keep warm but if you're like walking and then stopping which Mm -hmm. probably many people are (laughs) in the night um, sure I think that might make it feel colder so I might even throw in gloves in there that's a good idea that's a good idea Because you could even just those thin ones makes a huge difference. Yep. Yep. Is someone taking notes, writing all this down? (laughs) 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 In Gingy's, Rungu, Avon, gloves. Let's see. Uh, Yeah. Christina's on it. Oh, I also, I bought glow sticks today. Oh. Glow sticks? Yeah. Okay. I brought like these little necklaces um, that glow in the dark. I'll give you one. Dark. Oh, how exciting. I actually get to meet you. Yes. Oh, yeah. You two haven't met yet. No. No, we haven't. Oh. I was hoping to meet Angela, but. I know. I'm so bummed to not get to meet Christina. I know. 
It's okay, though. Another time. We'll do another race. There'll be other races, for sure. There will be other races. Yeah. Yeah. What else did we mention? Oh, yeah, socks. Socks. Are you taking the the minutes of the meeting? Cat. Mittens. It's probably going to be, like, so hot, or (laughs) even at night. We're like, why do I have these stupid gloves? (laughs) I brought a scarf for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll show up in Phoenix. The people will be looking at you like, why does she have a scarf? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I, running, I'm running an ultra and I might get cold at night. Well, because I will be one of the slowest ones out there. I will be. I'm just hoping to be under that 30-hour cutoff at this point. Me too. No. I'm like I just, doing know. the math. <laughs> I think you're going to, you know, I really think you underestimate. I, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw it down right now. I'm going to throw it down. <laughs> oh, don't do it, Christina. I'm, <laughs> do I'm not throw, throw down. down. <laughs> I'm throwing down right now. I say <laughs> Melissa's going to finish sub 24. No. You did not. You did not yeah. say that. No. Yeah. I just, no. I threw it down already, so there you <laughs> and go. It's, and it's in the minutes. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm the one who publishes this show. I'm gonna delete that. No. Well, you know what? This this run I did last Friday, I think I kind of needed that, where I was like running along, and for 14 miles I was great, and like, yeah, I'm gonna crush it at Havelina. Everything's awesome, and then like one step one step sharp shooting pain or it wasn't shoot it was like burning and I was like okay I need to remember like at any time anything can go wrong and if that had been if like if that had happened to me during the race I would have had to have stopped like I could not keep running through that so I think you know I think it just like keep in mind 100 miles is a long way <laughs> anything you can know, happen can, be prepared can I just can I just say, like, that feeling right there, I hate that. Yes. Like, I hate that so much when you're running, especially now that we're getting so close. Every ache and pain, and, like, yesterday when I was, I was like, trudging up these hills, like, I had to pick up, like, the hilliest trail yesterday, and I'm like, you know, I think my legs are still kind of recovering from last week, but I thought, you know what, it, I think I should have these hills in my life. So... <laughs> I kept thinking, I am so tired. Like, I, my legs feel dead. And then I have the thought that, oh, my gosh, what if I feel like this at Havelina? I'm done. Nope, you're just going to keep going. Really, <laughs> yeah, you will. But I hate that feeling yeah. when you just have, like, some sort of, like, pain and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, I was like that. I was a really miserable person to be around last weekend because this happened on a Friday. Um, and I had planned to do long runs on Saturday and Sunday too, and those didn't happen. I was, and I, I felt like um, the Hunger Games when, like, okay, is this a spoiler? But when the main character, like, has to go back into the arena, like, she's just been through this horrible thing and, like, she thinks she's done with it, and they're like, no, we're sending you back. That's how I felt because I was like, I'd been through this injury and thought, my knee injury and thought, okay, Havelina is probably off. There's no way I can do this. I'm not going to be able to train. And then it got better. And then I'm running. And then bam, my ankle and calf started hurting. I'm like, no, I can't take this. Not another injury scare. (laughs) But I feel like maybe I needed that to kind of keep me in check and just remind me, okay, like anything can happen. And I need to accept that and be prepared for it. Give it my best, is, but, you know. This is what I think. I think running and especially when you have a big race, and it doesn't matter what, what distance it is, like, you, could, you know, I don't know, 10K, whatever. It, running makes us paranoid. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even last week, I was standing in line for the restroom, and there was this girl that was standing, a couple, a couple girls behind me. She kept coughing. Oh. 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I had the same thought on the bus the other morning. <laughs> I, I literally went into this mode. Don't you dare get me sick, girl. Don't you dare get me sick. I will hunt you down. I will, I will fight, fight you on that course. <laughs> That's true. We got we to gotta stay healthy from here on out. And then, uh, and then guess what happens? Not even an hour later, I'm standing in line and I'm like, is that a tickle in my throat? Is that a little, uh, is that a tickle? Oh my gosh. Well, but if you get sick now, I mean, you'll, you'll, that'll be over by the time Halloween is here. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I don't want to throw that out there. Nobody's getting sick. No. I'm not getting sick. Nobody's getting sick. Nobody's getting sick. I, 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 I'll get sick. But it can be like November first. I'll be okay with November. 1st. Oh, I will probably be <laughs> sick on November first. <laughs> uh, Gosh, two weeks. Yeah, that's cray cray. Well, why don't you tell us about Chicago, Christina? <laughs> Wasn't it that was what we were going to start out with? <laughs> yeah, Chicago is this wonderful city in Illinois. The end. <laughs> windy there it was it was you know that first day it wasn't it was a little breezy it wasn't windy but that next day that I was there it was so funny I was like oh, it's windy today I have to tell Melissa that it's yeah. windy <laughs> it was actually quite windy then the next day I was there and then it rained and then I thought oh my gosh I did not plan for rain I, I, I looked at the weather forecast and it said, at first it said rain, but you know, weather changes like 2000 times within a 10 day period. Yeah. So all the, the forecast up until I think it was probably a good five days before it's nothing. It was sunny skies, no rain. And so I actually, on the way to the airport, I was going to put the umbrella in my suitcase just in case. Cause I'm a just in case person. And I decided not to. <laughs> and then the next day it was there and it rained and nobody was planning for it. I'm like, Ugh. but I did take a poncho. I did take a rain poncho that I wanted to be that just in case, you know, mentality was still there. So I luckily had a poncho, but I mean, it worked out. I mean, what's a little rain? It's just an adventure. And the weather guy, I was watching the news and he said, there's a slight chance of rain on Sunday, which was going to be race day. Mm. No rain. Okay. No rain. Like, well, if it was going to rain, fine. But I wasn't going to worry about it. You know, it would be fun. And, you know, what's a little water? So it, it ended up working out really well. And it was just beautiful. Like, it was just perfect. It was windy, though, the day of the race, wasn't it? It, it, it was. There were yeah. definitely parts where it was quite breezy. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was beautiful. It was it was cold or chilly in the morning. And then it just slowly warmed up nicely. But it wasn't, like, hot. I think it was, like, 60 or 70. But it had those nice, cool breezes. Nice. That, especially, like, when you go through those streets that you get that wind tunnel. And you definitely get some some wind in there, but it was just really, it was just gorgeous. Like it was perfect weather, like perfect race weather. Oh, that's like good. if Havelina was like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh my god, there'd be like a thousand people wanting to do this race. Like if Havelina was like that, seriously, it's gonna it be just, better. It'll be it's gonna be perfect. You're gonna be it's fine. Gonna, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> so Chicago. Chicago was great. Like, honestly, the race went very well. Um, it meant a lot to me. And it was just, uh, I, I couldn't have written a better script for it. And you PR'd that race. I did. I, you know, here's the thing. It, you know, I, and I, I wrote about it this, I, I wrote my, my recap of it. And the thing is, so my Garmin was off. Somewhere along the way, my Garmin distance was off. So I was always like 0.6 miles ahead. And 
that started to get to me because mentally I'm thinking, Mm. oh, I'm already at, you know, 10 miles. And then, you know, close to 11 miles, I see the 10 mile mark. And I'm like, no, what? That's hard. So, um. it, it was a little hard mentally. It was just, and what I should have done. And I, and I think about it now, I'm like, well, maybe what I should have done is right when I, like, let's say I hit 10 miles, stop my Garmin until I actually see the next mile marker and then restart it again. That would have probably just messed up my overall time. But at that yeah. point I didn't care. I just wanted to get like, know where I was. So it was kind of defeating like every, Every little, like, every time I saw that, ooh, a new mile mark. No, it wasn't. So, um, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> and it was funny because I actually said, I, I said to somebody, I'm like, that mile marker says one thing, but my mom says something else. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she knew, like, her Garmin was off. Like, everybody that I had spoken to, like, even friends that I knew that I, that were running it, their garments were all off too. Hmm, like their well, watch, and I'm not the same exact one, but all of their watches were off. And it sounds kind of like maybe the course was off if everybody's Garmin was off. And that's what I was thinking too. And I even Googled it, and and it had said, no, they measure it. It's accurate. It is not off. It is. <laughs> Precisely 26.2 miles. And that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, well, this is a world, a world marathon, you know, a major, a major, and it can't be off. It can't be 24 miles. It can't be 25.8. It's got to be as close to 26.2 as possible. So they have this blue line, this, these dashes on the street, which ensures the accuracy of the distance. And it's the mm-hmm. shortest route from the start to the finish, which should be 26.2 miles. So early on in the race, I was actually on the other side of the street. So I was like, you know, on the, you know, the westbound traffic when it all the blue lines on the eastbound traffic side. And so I was completely offside, like of, of the blue line. It wasn't until like maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe halfway, maybe that I was on it for the rest of the way. And I kept thinking, well, maybe I did run outside of that distance and I was outside of that, you know, that course. Like maybe I did run extra miles. And I'm like, and I thought, well, you know, I got to run extra miles anyway. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) You know, at this point, I'm not going to be nitpicking 26.2 miles or 27. You know, if it's a 25, forget it. I would be, you know, I got to go run more. But (laughs) I mean, it took me a while to like get to the start. And like, I knew I had to walk back. So I'm like, I'm going to do probably close to 29, 30 miles in the day total. Wow. So I wasn't going to nitpick it, but I don't know. Then somebody said, oh, those tall buildings. And they are really tall. And some of those corridors or streets, like you just see this little sliver of blue sky. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And so somebody said that that jams up the GPS signals. And it could be off. But wouldn't yeah. did that make the distance less? That's what I was thinking. Like if it didn't mm-hmm. register, wouldn't the miles actually be less? Yeah, but if it's bouncing back and forth or something, maybe it's, who knows, adding up. Or yeah. did you have, like, a really long way to go to get to the start line? I mean, because you and, like, what is it, 45,000 of your closest friends were running this race? Like, that had to, you were, like, at least a half a mile just to get to the start line? I Could think that... the leads took off, like, at 7.20 a.m. That's what it said with the start line. I didn't get across the start line to, like, close to, like, 8.40 or 830 Wait, something. Wait, was it wave starts or were you just like Yeah. Yeah, okay. there was like two wave starts. Yeah. So you weren't like going from 7 whatever to 840 just to get to the start line. No. No. <laughs> but it took a half it was a half mile from where I was cuz I was like in the last place like last place like corral. It took a half mile just to get to the start line, the banner. 
the cross the cross the start line. It, so it was, was a half your, mile. Was your GPS running at that point? I I Were started it at first just so I knew what the distance was. Yeah. And then just before I got to it, I turned it off and reset it. So I was at zero right okay. when I crossed. So the, it wasn't the, including the that half mile. No, no, no. I I reset it and then turned it on right when my foot hit the first um little timing timing pad. I don't know. You ran an ultra that day, regardless of. <laughs> Pretty sure. How long the every, was. I think everybody did. And then, like, we're running. So it, it takes forever to get to the start line. And then when you get to the finish line, you got to walk another mile just to get out of the. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the area. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, they spread it out really, really far. And it's probably not another mile, but it, it, it's a good half mile. <laughs> probably feels like it though yeah yeah because yeah. at the end my feet were hurting oh my feet were really achy I, I yeah I I think we talked about this before that um I literally just wanted to just take them off and massage yes. them yeah. soak them <laughs> in ice <laughs> that yeah they're achy and I had to sit down like after when I was done I got so you get done with the finish line I had so normally when I do races, especially like marathons or road races, um, you know, you get all your goodies at the end. And I have this little trick where I roll up a little grocery bag, like a little produce bag or just a regular little grocery bag. And I wad it up and put it in my bag. So when you get all your goodies, like your water, your banana, orange, or whatever they give you, you can, it's like you're shopping. <laughs> That's so <you> awesome. Just, <laughs> Right. So you just throw it in your bag because I would always just carry everything in my arms and my, my arms wouldn't be free. Yeah. So you carry this little plastic bag, you put everything in it and it's like you're grocery shopping. So you carry everything really <laughs> easily. So luckily, so I grabbed my banana, I had my water and I grabbed an apple and I'm like, great. And then I had my hand held and then I had my phone and I'm like, okay, my arms are getting really full right now. And then somebody at another table had handed out these little plastic bags because they, they were filled with like chips and um uh pretzels and this little you know uh I forgot it was like a little beef jerky thing which whatever but I was like oh my god this is like a godsend I threw everything else in that bag and it was like a grocery shop it was great so I, <laughs> I'm so thankful that those people were there was giving that those bags so then I walked and then they had beer and you know, you ladies would have loved this. I'm not a beer drinker. This one man was standing there, just standing there, because I think he was going to go back for a second. And I said, I said, I don't drink beer, but it smells really good. <laughs> he goes, this is the best post-race beverage ever. <laughs> it has great, it's got good carbohydrates. It really refuels you after. Go get one. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. It was really funny. It did smell, smell really good. But they had it all laid out on the table. Like, you know, like people go for like the aid stations, grab Gatorade and water, but they had it all laid out in the beer. It was funny. But uh, people were grabbing it. So then I had to go there and then I had to go through the little family reunion area where my, my mom and my sister were at the way tail end. Oh, of the no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh, carry me now. But, um, so is it still like, okay, so Rob did this marathon, I think in 2002 or something when there was much fewer people, like you didn't even have to enter a lottery. You could just sign up for it. And we didn't have a family reunion plan afterwards, but there were like, it was just this big area where there were signs posted like A through B, meet yeah. here, whatever. And I was like, oh, so I just like stood in the the R through S category <laughs> forever waiting for him. Is it still kind of like that or it's you know so my experience I'll show you my my, my experience from my very first marathon this was, it was Chicago in 2000 and we didn't have a lottery. I think I paid like 75 yeah. 85 dollars for the entry. And uh at the end of the race like the last few miles I was literally me and a few other people like there were a couple people on the course that I could see but it wasn't like a hundred people around me and this time I actually had like 
several, several people around me, which was such a new experience for me. And now I'm getting a glimpse of what the faster people get (laughs) because normally at the tail end, it's just like, I'm all alone. (laughs) So back in 2000, I was like me. And I remember walking with this lady because she was having trouble with her knee and I started striking up a conversation with her. And so we walked and talked like towards the finish, like the last mile or so. And there was like really nobody around us. And so when I got to that finish line, my mom and my sister were there and they were literally like right there by the finish line. Oh, awesome. It was, I mean, because, because nobody was there. (laughs) Everybody, (laughs) everybody had already finished well ahead of me. They were already home. Shower, <laughs> they, not they everybody. At lunch, they went to a movie, took a nap, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and I was just barely coming through. So literally, like literally, they were taking down the banners. Oh. <laughs> it was so quiet, and I got to take a photo at the. You know, the, there was like one photographer left, who was like waiting around. He says, "Oh, do you want to take your photo?" I'm like, "Great." I went right up there because there was nobody else there. So, like, it was pretty desolate. It was really quiet. And so this time, there were so many people around me. It was amazing. Like, it makes me want to run faster so I could could be with more people. (laughs) I'm like, this is what it's like. You know, not that I'm that much faster, but it was, I I got a little taste of it. Life at the front of the pack. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So when I walked through, that whole family reunion was set up the same way. It had like A, B, C, D, all the the way around. And, um, but it was like in this circle and this like grass, it was, you know, it was a park. So it was, it was, it was devised in this circle and then they had, on the left side, um, this big stage and they had a band and music was playing. I didn't have that back in 2000 when I did. <laughs> I didn't have any, I didn't have no music. when I had. <laughs> There was no band. There were not people's hanging out at the ABCD. You know, there wasn't, everybody was gone. Everybody was at, you know, Giordano's having deep dish pizza already mm. at this and so there's like wow there's a lot of people around but when I did it there was maybe 25 30,000 people when I did it Mm -hmm. now there is over 40,000 people which was a much bigger atmosphere to be a part of and it it, it was very reminiscent of New York because New York was very big when I did it last time and that's still really big and I think it was still like, you know, 45,000 people, but it was different. I really liked this setup with Chicago and not to compare it with, with New York, but comparing it to New York, it was a lot better. Um, I don't want to say organized, but just the setup of it, of how it was situated because the family was able to go in there and, I think in New York you can get, but it's outside of the area. It's like outside of the park. And so you don't quite get that feeling. You don't get the big band, which maybe they've changed it since 2009, which was the last time I did it. But I really loved Chicago. Like I was able to really appreciate it this time around. You know, when I did it the first time, I had no clue. And I was, I, I had, no idea what I was doing. You know, yes, I trained, quote unquote, trained for it, but I didn't know what to expect. Like, I remember finishing that marathon with every inch of my body just feeling pain. Like, I can remember the pain in my fingertips. (laughs) Literally, I was like, oh my gosh, my fingertips hurt. Every part. I mean, I got. I lost a toenail. I'm like, this is what happens with marathons. I lose a toenail. I'm like, wow. 
no, I didn't want, I was freaked out. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, my toe is not going to grow back. And I mean, it scared me. It took me two years to do another marathon because I always remember that quote. And I think it's from Jeff Galloway that says, don't sign up for your next marathon until you can forget your first one. <laughs> like it took me two years to do it. Not that I was scared. It was because I didn't get in. At New York was my, my second marathon. And I didn't get into the lottery that, that following here in 2001. So I didn't do any race. So, and when I applied again in 2002, I got in. So that's, that was, you know, why. But it wasn't because I was just, you know, freaked out and scared. Obviously, something got said into me that I really want to do another marathon. Um. But it was just this time around, I was able to really appreciate it, appreciate the course. Like they say Chicago was flat. And I remember when I decided to do it the first time that someone had told me it's a great first marathon because it is so flat. I didn't appreciate that because I didn't have anything to really compare it to. Like I had no other marathon to, to use it as a barometer. I mean, now that I've done, you know, trails, and, you know, running in the mountains and elevation gain. And I know what hills are, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've been on hills. I know what those are. And these are baby. Like I ran up every (laughs) single hill. (laughs) It was just amazing. I'm like, wow, this trail running really helps. And I think it really did help me for this, for Chicago. And I I think I felt really strong like much stronger going into this race because of that. And I think training for Havelina really just geared me up for it. Like it got my legs into that, it got stronger. Like I don't feel lighter, but I feel stronger as a runner. And well, I'll say this, compared to my first Chicago in this one, I was like probably 20 pounds heavier at that first marathon. Wow. So uh, knowing that I've, I've, yeah, I've, you know, lost some junk in the chunk a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It helped me move me a little faster. (laughs) I mean, it topped off like an hour off that, my first marathon in this time, which for me is huge. Yeah. For some people they're like, Oh, you know, whatever. But for me, an hour is huge. And yeah. it's it's not everybody who can PR at a marathon while you're training for a hundred miler. Like, let's stop and appreciate how remarkable that is. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Well, absolutely. Well, and I wanted to blame my sister because she kept telling me, and I think I mentioned this, like, you're going to get a PR. And I didn't want to listen to her. She just threw I did that it. down. She just threw that out there. She <laughs> threw it down. Like, how dare you? I'm like, rolling up my sleeve like how dare you sister <laughs> she was so, right your well, sister knows she's like yeah you're gonna get a PR and I'm like well no I mean it wasn't my intention yes and I told this to Deb because I met I met Tuffy Poo at the at the start line yeah and she had asked me she said so do you have you know do you have any goal time like and I said no no I, I don't but I'm not going to lie. A PR would be nice. You know, I'll be honest, but it's, it's not at the forefront of my mind, but in the back of my mind, I'll say, uh, it was that little, you know, uh, what what is that? What what is, what is, what does Angela say? That little bee in your bonnet? Like, (laughs) I love that. Angela has these little great sayings that you always come up with that I never hear that I just love. So I, I was like that little bee in my bonnet that says, Hmm, Maybe I will get a PR. Yeah. But what if I could? What if I could? What if I could? And and deep down, I felt I was capable. And that's the thing. And a friend of mine had asked me just before, he says, you know, what is your strategy? Like, what are you going to do? And I said, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing that I did at New York, which was my last PR. And my, my whole strategy for New York that time was just to beat Katie Holmes. Because I wanted to beat her PR, her marathon time. <laughs> that, that I was didn't my... know she ran marathons. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Really quick. And, and, I, and I told this to Deb because she was telling me about her PR. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. 
And I told her, I said, I wanted to PR because I, well, I wanted to beat Katie Holmes because I read the story that she ran, she ran New York Marathon the year before I did it. And she only trained for like two months and she had this really great time, like great to me because I was pushing like, you know, like midnight, but my finish times. Right. (laughs) So I said, I want to beat Katie Holmes. So all throughout my training, I said, I'm going to beat Katie Holmes. And I made this like kind of funny story out of it. So I would tell people I'm going to beat Katie Holmes. And it was really funny because my sister had taken this photo of somebody in the crowd because she was in the, in the, you know, in the spectators and somebody had said, uh, uh, what is it? Is it something like go Katie or something like that? (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to beat Katie. So what I finished, I beat her by a minute and like 30 seconds. And I, <laughs> oh, yeah, take that, my, Katie Holmes. <laughs> take that, take that. I threw that down. I threw it down on beating Katie Holmes. <laughs> and I did, and it was the greatest thing. And I never had the, I, I've never beaten that time since 2009. <laughs> But this is, I haven't done, you know, too many marathons since then. But still, I still wanted to, you know, have that out there. So I knew this time around, I was definitely capable. Now, there was, there was a point where um, I knew the PR was going to happen. I just didn't know by how much. And the race, I felt, was going, like, so fast. Oh, so my friend, yeah, so my friend had asked me the strategy about New York, you know, uh, my, my strategy for going into Chicago. And I said, my strategy was besides beating Kane Holmes was to just <laughs> relax, <laughs> you know, it was just to relax and run when I felt like running. Like if I needed to walk at any point, you know, if I was breaking down, I would allow myself, like I would, I would walk, but if I felt relaxed and didn't pay attention to the time and just enjoyed everything, I, you know, it worked for me. And that was my strategy going into this. I was going to enjoy this moment. I was going to enjoy this race. I was going to enjoy the meaning, the the reason I was there, the cause that I was there for. I was going to honor the people that I was running for um, in memory of and in honor of. And I was going to take it all in as much as possible. I took a few photos. I took like a, a video or two. But other than that, I said, you know what? I want to look. I want to see the people. I want to absorb as much of the atmosphere as I possibly can. And I just want to be a part of this race and not focus on numbers, even though my Garmin beeped and it would tell me I was at a mile. And I'm like, no, I'm still off by a mile, you know, half a mile. I just really wanted to enjoy this because to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to run Chicago again because a part of me, um, and I haven't said this and I haven't written about it, but a, a part of me is saying that I'm going to take a break from it. And I, I don't know if I'm going to run another marathon again, to be honest. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know. One of them is not really drawing me in and it's it's gonna mean something to me at this point like I don't Uh I I don't know I mean it's just marathons are there I kind of feel like a friend of mine has said that you know this was a really great way to bookend your marathon career so far making Chicago my first and my 25th now there's people who's run like a hundred marathons and I'm like wow I mean that's amazing good for them I don't know if I'll ever get there. I don't know if I'll get to 30. I don't, at this point, I don't know if I'm going to get to 26. Now that could change tomorrow. I don't know. But I wanted to treat this marathon as if it was my last. You know, anything can happen. And life has a way of throwing curveballs at us in any minute. (laughs) So... I really wanted to be present and take it all in and just enjoy it for what it was. It was and just like a big anniversary, though. I mean, it was number 25, right? 
Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, that's, we have those momentous occasions, you know, like your, you know, or 25th wedding anniversary or your 21st birthday or your 40th, you know, it's like, yeah. a, you know, you kind of want to make it special and make it stick and have it be memorable. And what happens afterwards doesn't necessarily matter, you know, but just remembering that and, and appreciating what you accomplish. That's uh, 25 marathons. That just, that that blows my mind. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I don't think not as, a- not as many people have that twenty five marathon mark. Yeah, <laughs> well, and then it's I hear people like, "Oh, this is." Thing. And then I hear people, "This is my thirty eighth. This is my sixty fourth. I'm like, yeah. damn. Well, there's oh, always going to be somebody. <laughs> always going to be. There's that. always going to be. Well, you're so gonna was, you're gonna run like how many marathons at Hovely hundred? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Well, not quite four. <laughs> Close enough. Unless, unless you could do a little extra bonus run when you're done. So yeah, if, you could make, oh. if you could work in like that extra 4.8 miles, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, I think, well, I think, Havelina, isn't it like 101 or 102 miles, actually? I think it's 100.1. It, or it, is, yeah. it is slightly over 100. Yeah. What's point one amongst friends, really? <laughs> I don't know. It, that might be <laughs> the hardest part. <laughs> That's easy yeah, for so, me to say. I'm not going. So yeah. you will be there in spirit. You will be I there in will great be there spirit. In spirit. Yeah, I will. I'll probably sit in my room and sob that day, but it'll be. I'll be fine. Well, well I'll probably be go. sobbing. <laughs> 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 And that's just at the start line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Why did I do this? I could have gone to Mexico. <laughs> uh, you girls are going to do great. I have no doubt. Oh. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think I- I- Melissa is getting that sub 24. No, no, no doubt. No, no. I just throw it down. She's just throwing it down right there. I just want to finish. I just, yeah, I just want to finish too. Uh It's, you know, a a friend of mine told me this advice that there, there's going to be, I think she had said something about the the pain train. Like you may, you may be in a pain train. There's going to be a pain train. You're going to get on it, and then you're going to get off of it, yeah. and you're going to have these highs and lows. Things will pass. Mm-hmm. Ride the wave. Yep, that's uh, ride the wave. What ride about. the wave. Yep. Well, we have to finish. Yeah, that's there, it. There's, there, there's no question. I'm finishing. I don't know if it's going to be 30 hours or longer, but I don't care. It might Buckle take me a week, Buckle. but I'm going to finish. <laughs> oh, well, hell, if that's an option. Well, you know what? I'm starting now. Okay. <laughs> Can I get in the early group? Yeah. <laughs> like the Thursday start group. Uh, yeah, but we'll we'll talk more about that. I think there's a lot more to discuss on Havelina. Yeah, we'll reconvene well, next week and have some more Havelina talk. Yeah, come yeah. your last. Yeah, I want to hear what's your last prep. You know what you're doing for for last week prep and and now are you are you guys actually honoring a taper period? What are you doing? I, I am. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> I I did five miles today. I, I literally. Slash, so my uh, friend, like, she told me, she says, you got to slash your miles. Like, literally, you got to slash them. Yeah. After, after, I mean, after Chicago. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I only have, like, three weeks. That doesn't seem like, she's like, no. you get, She's like, do the bare minimum, like, nothing. Yeah. And the week of, well, I'll, yeah. I'll wait till, I'll, I'll wait to show that. Oh, a teaser. Yeah. A teaser. Well, I'm excited for both of you. I, you know, I've been watching you run and doing your training and I just, you guys are going to do great. And whether, and I know you should go into it being positive and yes, I'm going to finish no matter what, but no matter what happens, because 
it's a hundred miles. So and you don't, and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I mean, really, you, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. and you don't know how the weather's going to affect you. You don't know how you're, you know, mentally you might be right there, but you know, if something physically breaks down, if something happens with the weather, I mean, you just don't. There's so many unknowns. Whatever happens, both of you are my heroes. You're just. Mm-hmm. Whether you whether you finish or not, I do not I'm, feel very I'm, heroic right now. <laughs> I'm super proud of you both. You're gonna make me cry, Angela. Just well, simply... I already made myself cry. So. Well, <laughs> simply because I, I, you know, I know life, as we say, curveballs. But I mean, <laughs> I, I really wanted you there. I really yeah. did. I did too. With our matching watermelon gators. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm sad about that. You know what? We're going to pick another race that doesn't interfere with your work schedule. <laughs> yeah. I'll try not to swap jobs <laughs> next time in the middle of the training cycle. Uh, oh, and houses <sighs> and states. <laughs> uh, on the bright side with my new job, though, I can afford the entry to Havelina 100 next year. <laughs> So that's a good thing, right? That's a plus. Yeah, Angela's going to pay for all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is on. This has been recorded for posterity. Just throw. She's just throwing it down. <laughs> that's going to be the title of this episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, you crack me up. You you girls are awesome. Up. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I should probably uh, see what my child is doing. And, and I and I ran out of beer. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Okay. So it must be time. <laughs> well, it was great chatting with you ladies. And I think we're going to talk very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs>